Ja, salam na akhatkum yukhun. This um, in my mother tongue language uh, is called, means uh, salam or uh, peace. So today, good, mo good morning, Jubilee. This morning, I'll, I'm finishing off our summer series on the Beatitudes from uh, Marty 5, verse 10 to 12. So in the short amount of time, I'll try to unlock some of the truths, what the Spirit of God wants to talk to us through these verses. Um, so Matthew 5, verse 10 to 12, it says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you who others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. Your reward is greater in heaven, for they persecuted prophets who were before you. So let's have a look at what... What does to be persecuted means? Persecuted means to be chased, harassed, abused with unjust treatment. And um, when, when I was preparing this message and I looked at the word, say, uh, the, uh, the word persecution is a topic where a lot of unbelievers shy away because it's not the type of suffering that might be caused by one, by illness, bereavements, natural disasters, or apparently random ups and downs of human existence. Significant though all of these things are, it's a suffering that comes away our way because we follow Jesus Christ. See, persecution is a reality for those who live in opposition to Satan. And this is, in this, in this world, our goal is to become like Jesus or like Christ. To reflect his love and cultivate his character and walk as Jesus lived or as Jesus fulfilled God's will. See, the apostles and the early church fathers who walked with Jesus faced persecution. So they faced persecution. See, righteousness is confrontational. So the first stage of opposition, the first stage of persecution is opposition. See, the Bible indicates that godly persecution is persuasive evidence of salvation. The gospel records Jesus tells his disciples, you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. We are to expect persecution. So if we have never been ridiculed, criticized, or rejected because of having faith in Christ, then we have every reason to question how are we fighting in the advancing of the kingdom of God. I know that might sound harsh. But the Apostle Peter writes, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trials when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you have shared Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad with his glory be revealed. See, a complete surrender is the only option for the Christian to be prepared for the kingdom. You must be prepared to be lonely, misunderstood, rejected and ridiculed. So let's have a look at verse 11. So we looked at the, the reason for persecution in verse 10 was righteousness. I'm not going to go into righteousness. It's been discovered by, I think, by Rosie Gordon. We can look at it into the church website and listen to it. But what is the reason for persecution in verse 11? 
So the more we identify ourselves with Jesus, the more we act like Jesus, the more you will be treated like Jesus. So we see religious leaders often responded to Jesus with accusation, hate, fear, suspicion. And Jesus says, expect insult, expect slander, expect persecution. And that's why where we see in this verse, Jesus mentioning himself in this sermon. See, I, I'm, I'm from a nation where I'm a country, from a country called Eritrea. I'm sure you probably heard of it. It's a, place, it's a place in East Africa where persecution is fierce. It's a paramount daily life of Christian walk. See, I know people from since 2002 where they've been persecuted for knowing Christ, for following Jesus Christ. They're still imprisoned for 14, 15 years and it's still happening. And that's one, one of the reasons why a lot of people run away from the country. And I happen to be part of that. See, we said persecution begins with opposition. And it continues with slander. We see that they will revile you in verse 11. So to revile means to insult, to say all kinds of evil. Falsely slander. There is no honor or reward for being persecuted, for being weird. I remember I grew up, uh, when I came to the country, I, um, I was fostered. So my foster parents were not believers. They were pure atheists. I, was, I remember being, I was called weird because of my beliefs. There was moments where we had an arguments and debates where they would say they, 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 they're about to reject me. So there was a moment where I, I said I want to go and do evangelism out in the streets. And they said, no, you can't because you're weird. You can't do that here. If you are, get out of this house, then you can't. So if you stand for Jesus in your homes, in your school, in your job, in your community, maybe in political, social systems, it's guaranteed we will be persecuted because Jesus promises physical persecution when we as christians or as a church act like the world we only succeed in hiding heaven on earth when the world is pleased with the church we can surely we can be sure that god is not pleased but when the world is displeased with the church we can be sure god is pleased again a person can say or stand for high morals or even religious ideas. You can be persecuted, but if you dare say that Jesus alone provides the basis for a right relationship with God, you will light a fire in the body of the unbeliever. If we dare say there is no other name under heaven where men must be saved, then let us prepare for fireworks because identification with Jesus will bring response. What happens if you identify with failed, flawed views? For example, all the isms that you can, you can think of, Marxism, Darwinism, you're seen as educated, you're seen as enlightened, people will love you. Oh wow, the idea is good. But the moment you mention Jesus, it opens hostility.
But if we look at verse 12, it says our rewards, there is a reward for persecution. We might be thinking, how? See, our reward is not always here or now. See, they persecuted, the, Bible, the scripture says that they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Do we know what that means for us? When we suffer for Jesus' sake, we are in the best company ever. With, we stand in, in the best company of, of the prophets of old. See, persecution is mark of faithfulness and a genuine joy. When we suffer for Jesus' sake, we know beyond a shadow of doubt that we belong for him. So you think about Jesus is saying, when you are persecuted, you are receiving the same response that Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Daniel. See, we look at in Daniel, the king of Babylon was manipulating and deceiving into making him a decree that no one could pray or petition or deity other than himself. But Daniel, in spite of decree, he was aware that he was breaking the king's decree and he was cast into lion's den. So if we look at the, the words of Jesus, greater is our reward in heaven. So we are promised great reward as we follow in the footsteps of the Old and New Testament saints. And we read that in Revelation, Jesus promises that a new heaven and a new earth that are internal. It may look our internal inheritance is eternal life with Jesus. So then what we can say in conclusion, now what can we do then? Maybe it's to remember those who are in prison as if they are your fellow prisoners. There are other avenues that maybe you are involved in. So let us remember those brothers and sisters who are facing harsh con conditions or facing persecutions for Jesus' sake. Not for other things, but for Jesus' sake. Let us try to, if you can, remember them in your prayers. I think it's maybe it's to, now is the time maybe to remember in our prayers. Maybe God is, God is encouraging us to remember And God is simply inviting us to be strong in Him, to have a strength of in His might, as Ephesians 6 1 says. So that when suffering comes in the form of persecution, we can hold on for, in for Christ. So I'll leave you with an example that in Eritrea, when somebody comes to know to Christ before you preach the gospel to them, there's one thing that we people say to them: "Are you ready? The moment you are saved, are you ready to die?" That's the level of salvation that people are given offered in in Eritrea. If you're not, then we can't offer you. Are you ready to dig your hole? In fact, in in, in India. There is a, I think there's a, uh, there's a guy I remember. He always gives him sh a shovel. Are you ready 
to dig your own hole. And that's the mark of being following in the full step of Jesus. And we've seen that in a different direction in the UK. It might happen in a different way. I gave an example. So God is today, and Jesus is encouraging us to be followers in the footsteps of him. To check ourselves. To look in within our hearts. And see him follow, following his steps. If not, see persecution can happen anytime, anywhere. So God is encouraging us. Let's stand firm in him. Let's stand firm in him. Because if we surrender our life in Christ, then he's always with us. So thank you for listening. God bless you all.